I personally wouldn't recommend running your business saying I want to make hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, I think like maybe like that could be like a byproduct of you just putting your heart into what you're doing. You are listening to episode 12 of the Level Up Your Wedding Film Business podcast. Today, I've got my friend Jordan Jaunty on the show to talk about something pretty awesome, and that's how he runs his six-figure wedding film studio. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of the show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level, and I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Okay guys, I just got off an amazing call with my friend Jordan and this guy brought his A-game for his interview. He had some amazing bits of wisdom and insight to share. Jordan Jaunty Studios is a boutique wedding film company currently based in the New York City market. At the heart of Jordan's business is the desire to develop genuine connections with each couple he serves. Over the past four years as a full-time wedding filmmaker, he has slowly and organically built a six-figure brand while creating heartfelt and genuine films cherished by his clients. Hey Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here. Cool. So can you um, tell us a little bit about how you got started in your business, like maybe your origin story? For sure, for sure. So first off, I know I said it already, but thank you so much for having me. I think this is um, so cool that you're doing this and you're, you know, you're creating this space and definitely feeling super honored that you're allowing me to be on this and, and be in your space. But uh, for sure. So I started off by saying like I don't really have like a formal background with this at all. Um, it really kind of started in um, 2016 working in the wedding industry. But even before that, um, there was a time in my life where I was really just like traveling. I would like bring my iPhone on different trips with me and um, I'd record different stuff on my iPhone. I'd come back home and I edit it all, edit it all on, uh, on iMovie and really just kind of having a good time with that. And then from there, I ended up joining my film team at church, and I got the chance to like work with, work with some real cameras. And then from there, I ended up meeting somebody who had a wedding studio, and that was kind of how I transitioned into the wedding um, industry. Um, I remember seeing this guy, and he uh, had really amazing work, and I had helped him out with something, and I was like, hey, like, you have amazing work. I'd love to be able to learn from you and everything like that. So he ended up bringing me on as a full-time employee. Matter of fact, he ended up bringing me on as a as a intern first. And I interned there for about two months and his company was kind of like more like a wedding factory in New York City. Um, they're pretty well known at the time and they're doing like 200 weddings a year. So oh, wow. a, lot of, a lot of weddings, you know, um, but he had like a photo side and a video side. And for me, I was on the video side. So it's really just like editing during the week, shooting weddings on the weekends. And I did that for about two months. And after that two month period, they ended up bringing me on as a full-time employee. So really just did that. And I think by like the six month period, it was really like he was sending me to shoot, to shoot weddings on my own. Um, I was a lead editor inside the studio. So all the, all the edits would have to come through me before going to the, to the, uh, to the couple. Yeah. It was just kind of like, just, just like that. And, I, and for me, it was a really great, you know, learning experience for me and, and everything like that. But I think over time I started realizing that I, I would, I would love to do things differently had I been in the place to make those kind of decisions. Um, as you can tell, like 200 weddings, it's a lot of weddings, you know, and it's very tough to kind of have um, any kind of like personal aspect to that at all. And it wouldn't be rare for me to walk into like to have to walk into a wedding day and with me, like just learning about the couple's name like two days before, like prior to. 
So I'd literally like imagine like walking into a hotel room and I'm knocking on the door and then when they open the door I had to kind of like guess who their bride is. It, yeah. It was Who's very wearing awkward. white? Who's wearing yeah. white? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's pretty awkward, but you know, like I, I would like to make them feel like as comfortable as possible, ask them questions and make them laugh and stuff like that. But uh, I think just for me, I realized that you know when it was time for me to have my own stuff, I would want to have a little bit be a lot more personable than that, you know and. So I did that for the year, and by the end of the year, I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to, to step out and do things on my own. And um, you might see this on my website, but literally, I took a leap of faith. I had no camera equipment. I had no clients. I had no work to show for myself because all that stuff was from that old studio. But I was like, had a lot of faith in myself, and I had a lot of faith in God. And I just knew that it was going to work out, you know, over time. And yeah, that was basically like how I started. I know it's a little bit different than most people in the wedding industry, but um, yeah, that was kind of my start. And then, so that was the, that was 2016 when I was working full time for the studio, and 2017 was when I started working for myself. That's so awesome. Well, I think it's super scary for anybody who's delving into any sort of business on their own. There's so mm-hmm. much risk involved, and so it's super awesome that you at least like had a little bit of experience, so you weren't for like sure. totally a newbie. Um, <laughs> when I filmed my first wedding, it was like completely on my own, and oh, I just binge watched YouTube videos. <laughs> and well, shout out to the YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, they they really help. Um, so props to you. Um, so you. once you spun off into your own studio, can you tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about what um, your business looked like? Like, what kind mm-hmm. of couples were you serving? Where were you shooting them? Um, mm-hmm. Just like a basic idea. For sure. So um, in the early days, it was really just like me shooting anything I can get my hands on. You know, like I think at that time I wasn't strictly like I'm doing weddings. I would have loved to be been doing that, but the truth of the matter is like I needed to to get uh, money coming in. And right, um, yeah. looking looking back, it probably wasn't the best of ideas for me to leave on the the last day of 2016 because nobody's getting like getting married in New York City in January and February. Like that's just not that's not like a a heavy like you know wedding season. So. Again, I was just shooting anything. So I was, whether it be like, you know, promo, you know, promo content for like small businesses or shooting events or shooting weddings and second shooting for other studios as well. That's basically what it looked like. Um, But I think the funniest thing about that is, well, it's funny now, it wasn't funny then. Um, I would be accepting jobs without having any gear. So it's like, uh, like I'd book something. I'm like, all right, cool. I got this in the books. Are you ready to to shoot this? And then like now I had to figure out how I was going to shoot it. So, so were you renting um, gear in the beginning or did I was, you? I was renting gear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was two different sources. There was, I had a friend of mine named Dave Luterer and um, he was actually the, the, uh, the lead. He was like the, the head of the, the, the wedding, the, what is the word I was talking about? He was the, the head of the film team at my church. Okay. And um, from there I was just like, that's how I knew him. And he would just allow me to just to rent his, his stuff. But the thing about Dave is he was cool with me renting, like renting and then paying him when I got paid. Um, but then another option was kit split. And I'm not sure if you guys have this in, in, uh, in uh, California, but basically it's like you have all the different people who list a bunch of different gear and that's exactly how I was doing stuff. So, I mean, I would be driving out to, to Brooklyn or to Queens or into Manhattan just to pick up all this gear and Literally, I mean, just doing anything I possibly could to get my hands on gear to be able to shoot what I needed to shoot. That's so it was awesome. A little, yeah, a little stressful, but it, it was a, it's a cool story now. Yeah, well, I think that's, like, actually really valuable information, um, mm-hmm. knowing when to hustle and knowing yeah. when it's, like, necessary for your business to hustle because I think that a lot of people will see these other filmmakers who are, like, kind of in their, like, coast phase like they're just they're up in the air and they're just coasting Mm -hmm. um but it's not like that in the beginning you need to kind of pay your dues and you need to do what you got (laughs) to do to get to where you want to be yeah so so what um 
did you do to get to where you are today? Like, do you have any like standout moments that helped you transform your transform your business? Because you said that in 2017, you're in total hustle mode, taking any work that you possibly can. And now in 2020, you're charging like pretty good prices. Can you tell us what you're charging? Absolutely. So as, as of right now, I'm, I'm, my pricing is starting at 4250 and that mm-hmm. includes, um, I think, nine hours of coverage, two filmmakers, and a three to five minute highlight film um, that's delivered within like 10 to 12 weeks. And, you know, couples can like add on different things from there. Um, but on average, I, I would say like the like couples are probably booking in the 6,000, maybe like 6,300 um, range. Um, but I will say like that, that all kind of like it came gradually. Um, for me, it's like in 2017, it was really just I might, I might have had like like three or four weddings of my own on top of like, you know, second shooting for other people. Um, but then like again, like year after year, it got better. It got better and, and more couples and more couples from there. But um, in the beginning, it was really just oh man, to, like to get to where I'm at right now, is, I would say consistency. You know, it was consistent, consistency, just being reliable and, and like really doing a great job so that I can have number one, like work to show for myself, especially in those early days. Like I wanted to be able to show like I, this is what I can do. You know, and I'm not just like, you know, coming off the street. Like, I, I understand, like, how to work in the wedding industry. And this is, like, the work that I can actually provide. Um, and the number two is, like, I really wanted to make a great impression on my couple so that I can have great reviews to vouch for me. You know, because, again, like, for a lot of people, they knew nothing about me. And even though I was saying I was coming from this wedding studio, like, they don't, they knew nothing, nothing about that background at all. So I wanted to have people to say, like, you know what, I, I took a chance on Jordan, but, you know, he did such a great job. And I wanted to have that, those kind of, like, you know, val- validity and validation and stuff like that. Yeah, social um, proof is huge. Social yeah, proof so is huge. big. Yeah. So, so big. So, like, that was the biggest thing. But the thing, I, I think it just, like, grew organically, you know? Like, I just, I would, you know... I would do a great job and like maybe like a bride would tell her cousin, you know, or, you know, I I'd do something and I put it on social media and somebody on social media would find it. Um, and it kind of like just did like that. I, I, as of right now, I don't really do any paid advertisement, but um, at the time when I was, you know, like really just starting up, I think I, I, I went on Wedding Wire. I did that for about like maybe like a year and a half, you know, and I booked like maybe like four or five weddings from there. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is, like, I just wanted to make sure that I was doing a great job and leaving a great impression on not only, like, the, the couples that I work with, but also the vendors that I work with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure, like, I, I establish those kind, of, those kind of connections and those kind of relationships so that, you know, it, it, it led to, to me now where it's, like, I don't pay for any advertisement at all. Like, my business comes from word of mouth, whether it be from, you know, past clients or, you know, past vendors that I've worked with or just people that I've connected with on social media. Yeah, that's that's actually the dream. Like yeah. if you can cut down your advertising and marketing costs, then yeah. you're kind of golden. I have been going on a same uh, similar path with mine. I just canceled my subscription with The Knot. Um, that go. actually was pretty lucrative for me. I think I booked yeah. like over the 12 months that I paid for it, I booked yeah. like five or six weddings, I think. Yeah, that's sweet. And it probably paid for itself, you know? It totally did. It totally did. But if I can cut that 100 bucks a month out of yeah. my budget then hey that's perfect that's funny because in in new york in the new york city market and i'm sure it's probably like as you get to like you're are you in sacramento yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i'm sure if you go to like la or like something like that like those prices get crazy you know like yeah if you want to get like a, a solid listing you're paying like two to like to 400 bucks a month and it's oh just like gosh. it's it's craziness you know so shout out to the not people i think it's amazing and i definitely believe that it, it is uh, a necessary step but um it's definitely also a really cool step when you can be like you know what i can have a profitable business that's thriving without having to pay for advertisement i think that's a, a, a true testament to like somebody that really knows what they're doing and somebody that really cares about what they're doing as well yep that's right and part of that is 
building a name for yourself on social media, having that social mm-hmm. proof. And then, like you said, building relationships with the couples and the vendors on the wedding day. Super Absolutely. important. So Jordan, um, you and I actually met at Venture Workshop yeah. in 2018 <laughs> in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I know that you did that along with a few other like educational things. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that those things helped you get to where you are today. Can Absolutely. You, can you talk about those things with us? <laughs> For sure. So I definitely believe that like mentorship is huge, you know, and I think there's there's so much value in in studying other people who have done exactly what you want to be doing, you know. So venture workshop that was probably like the second um, like big investment that I made, you know, educational wise. Um, the first one I ever did, I actually did a one on one workshop with Henry Martins of the Brothers Martins. Um, oh, if cool. you if if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you know who he is, but for the people who do not know who are listening in, go check out his work. He's he's pretty official, you know. And um, yeah, he's that, great. I, he's great, you know. So I took up a, a session with him. In the beginning of beginning of 2018, and that like really just uh, t- opened my eyes up to like that I could be doing a lot more, you know, when it comes to my work and when it comes to my processes as well. Um, so I did that. I, I invested in Venture Workshop where I met you and so many other amazing filmmakers that I'm still friends with today, which is um, so so cool. Um, and and I did that. That was an amazing experience. I think that was like one of the best trips ever. Just like we're all hanging out in the middle, middle of the desert. You know, it's like a little kind of like a camp vibe. It was it was really cool. And from there, I think I've invested in. I, I did like another workshop called Hustle and Flow. Um, so I'm like dropping a bunch of different names. I'm not sure. No, yeah, drop them, drop them all. Okay, yep. cool. So yeah, I did Hustle and Flow, and that was like more like business wise. You know, when it came to like branding and stuff like that, and and um, understanding like client experience. Um, what else have I invested in? And um, re- recently went to Vision Quest, you know, and that was kind of like, that's another one that's very, very similar to, to Venture Workshop, but it might have been a little bit more succinct and less like, you know, less amount of days, um, but it's actually run by Sculpted with Time. They're super amazing filmmakers as well, and I invested in that. So um, I truly believe that, like, again, you got to like, if you really want to progress and, and get better, you have to put yourself in a position to to learn from people who are doing what, are, what you want to be doing, you know, yeah. and I feel like that has been a huge, you know, that has shortened my learning curve so, so much, getting the chance to learn from people, again, who are a lot more advanced than I am. And I want to continue to put myself in those positions where I can better learn as much as possible because I believe that we all have um, room for improvement. You know, I don't think that anybody ever arrives and there's always room to, to refine and get better. Oh, I love that. That's something <laughs> that I have been talking about a lot on the podcast. I've recorded a bunch of episodes that haven't been published yet, but <laughs> if you keep listening, you will hear those. Yeah. Um, but l- learning is like, I think people see it as something that you do when you're first starting out. But I think as soon as you stop learning, you stop growing and you stop moving forward. And if you stop moving forward, like you might as well be moving backwards because everyone else (laughs) is moving forward around you. Yeah. Um, And I I love that you keep going to different like in-person workshops. I just read um, the book. um, I think it's called like Like a Rhino or something. I don't have it here, but I'll link it in the show notes. Um, And it's basically about surrounding yourselves with people who you want to be with and Mm -hmm. don't be a cow, be a rhino. So being (laughs) like going to all these like workshops where people are like minded and they're like super motivated to keep pushing forward Mm -hmm. is like it rubs off on you. And I think it's really important. It just like gets you fired up, Um, even if you don't like learn as many like tangible things as you may have learned from the same workshop when you first started out, like there's still Mm -hmm. so much value in surrounding yourself with those kinds of people. That's so good. And just to piggyback off that, I feel like, like 
the video, the wedding film industry and, and like, you know, the, the whole process of like creating wedding films, I think it's a very isolated kind of um, situation, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, you'll be in front of, you know, the couple when you're, when you're, when it's time to shoot, but it's like shooting on the wedding day is, is only but so much of the wedding process. You know, think about all the time that leading up to it, like the things you're putting on social media, the, you know, the, the work that you're putting onto your website, you know, the, the editing process and everything like that. It's just like, it's very isolated and there can be times where you're just like locked in and you're in the editing case and you're not speaking to anybody you haven't walked outside for like two days you yeah. know um but it's, i think it's, it's, there's a lot of value and again like building that community and, and meeting other filmmakers who are doing what you're doing who are in the trenches with you that you can bounce ideas off of or you can just like again just people that have um people that have similarities with you i think it's it's, it's definitely a lot of value in, in putting yourself in position to have those kind of situations yeah so true so Jordan, I think that you are able to do something in your business that so many people want. And I mm -hmm. think that you can offer a lot of value to us. You are making six figures a year running mm -hmm. your wedding film studio. Um, can you tell us anything, any pieces of information that you think that will help the listeners here today? For sure. So I think I'm super grateful to be, you know, in this position and like honestly like I, I can't even say that it's 100% like my doing to get to where I'm at right now. There's been a lot of different you know factors whether it be the education or you know just like the relationships that I've built with other you know vendors that have you know like sent me you know leads and things of that nature but I think the number one thing is I wouldn't necessarily run I personally wouldn't recommend running your business saying I want to make $100,000 a year. Um, I think like maybe like, that could be like a byproduct of you just putting your heart into what you're doing. And I think um, the number I one thing that. that, yeah, I think like the, the number one things that that um, that couples will say like after the whole process was that they felt like they gained their friend throughout the entire process. And I I truly do care about like what I'm doing and like the couples that I'm serving, and that's what it is. Like I'm truly like I'm serving like these couples, and you know I just I just from the very beginning I just want them to to, to feel comfortable and feel like you know they're in a space where you know they they have they found somebody that's like truly special that really again cares about what they're doing. So. Um, I, I would say just like walk into the wedding process, wedding day process, realizing that you're creating something. We get to create something that's gonna again outlive us, you know. So if you like walk with that kind of perspective, like you know what, you're shooting things and realizing that yeah, I'm gonna be able, be able to make like you know great money doing this, and I can be able to like put food on the table, and I can be able to you know keep a roof over my head. But at the end of the day, it's like what I'm creating is something that you know in 50 years, in in 60 years, in 70 years, like these the the the, the, the family of this couple is gonna get the chance to to watch these videos and like, just like, just experience a moment in time that, that happened so much, so long ago. You know, I think it's such a, I think I actually heard this on a podcast before in the past. Uh, I forget, I think it was Josh Helton of a, a Little Long Distance. And I think he said something along the lines of like, again, like at some point, like, our couple's grandkids are going to be, you know, watching these films and they're going to get the chance to experience their 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 grandparents when, you know, they, they can hear their voices, they can see how they interact, they can see how, you know, the love that they shared and stuff like that. I think that's such a humbling experience. And I think if we walk into the process with that in mind and that we're creating something that's really going to be cherished, that it's like money is going to be a byproduct of that, you know? So just yeah. focus on your client experience. You focus on on like the heart and like really serving the couple that you that you, that you get the chance to, to be part of their day. And I think, you know, again, like the money, again, I'm saying this over and over again, but the money will be a byproduct of all those different things. Um, yeah. I love sure. that perspective. Like, I think that we can get into such a habit of seeing each wedding as like more of a business transaction. Like yeah. we see that couple's name in our calendar. We see, you know, the bank account or whatever. Uh -huh. um, but trying to remove that 
element from it um, and trying to focus on the fact that this is their one day. Uh This is their day and you are just a small role in that and your job is to like do everything you can to like make that couple's lives like better yeah um, now and in the future for sure and like in those situations like i i almost i want to feel like i want to be a part of their experience like when they think about the wedding like i want it to be like oh man we had jordan on our day and it was such a great time having him you know and i think again if you go if you walk into it with those with that kind of heart in mind it's like couples are gonna love you couples are gonna rave about you and then like again like over time like you know, a couple that's in car and that might have a like really significant budget, they'll end up looking back and seeing a review from a couple that you really served and a couple that truly does love you. And they'd be like, you know, wow, this guy's different. Something about him or something about this girl, like they're different. I want, I want to look into them. I want to be, possibly have them on my wedding day because their couples love them so much, you know? And I think there's, there's a reason for that, you know? Yeah. But, um, I think, I think you're definitely right. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's probably what sets you apart from, from some of your competition as well. Yeah, and I was definitely gonna say that. I, I think um, I, me, like I guess, like the vibe that I bring, like that's. I think that's what it is, and I, I really do like I. I really do try to serve the couple that, that I get the chance to, to work with, and um, I think the number one thing with my films is like I want to make sure that that it feels like them. So like the entire process is super personable from the time that they reach out to me, like you know via email through my submission form, like I'll reach out to them, uh, I'll respond to them with like a. A, a personalized response and everything like that. And after a couple of different email exchanges, they're invited onto a FaceTime call and they're getting the chance to just like to, to speak about their story and, and like, you know, how long they've been together, how the proposal happened. And I'm like, I'm eating it all up. And I think part of it, so there's sometimes I'm like, you know, like I'm tired, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to ask all these questions, but then as they start going, I, I start getting like, I dive deeper because like they get excited about what they're talking about, you know? And then I just like, I just eat it all up. And then, um, ask them, you know, what their wedding vision is all about. And like they, it's like they're talking so much about themselves that they're like, wow, like I feel like I'm heard, you know? And I just hear about that. And then after maybe like 15 minutes of them talking about, you know, them, themselves and their story and everything like that, that's when I switch gears and I talk and I start like blabbering off about myself and like my story and the whole deal and stuff like that. But then again, I think the biggest thing in, in all this, in the entire process, the biggest thing is just to make them feel that they're comfortable and also to, to start establishing a connection, you know, between myself and the couple. And then if they decide to, to book me, like I, if location permits, like I, I invite them out to dinner, you know, and I will like grab either food or we'll grab like a drink or something like that. And again, like just like build that connection. And I do all that so that when it gets to the wedding day, they're like, oh, Jordan's here, you know, and just like, I, I want to establish that kind of like friendship, you know, and and I think all the time that that I that I spend getting to know them like that, that gets implemented into their wedding film, you know. So then when oh, I'm, when I I'm, love that. Yes, you know, you know so them I, so that you can edit it better. Exactly, yeah. you know. So like I know if if they like like cheesy stuff, then okay, cool. I'll, I'll put some like a little a little cheesy element in there. If they, <laughs> you know, if if like just whatever the case is, like I, I can be able to understand who they are, and then when it comes to their their wedding film, that's going to influence the shots that I choose. It's going to influence the music that I pick, the pacing of the film, the whole deal. So that when they see the film, they're like, "Wow, like that's me," you know. And yeah. I think that's definitely the goal when, when it comes to creating my wedding films. Yeah, heavily personalized. No one likes to feel like they're receiving a cookie cutter experience uh-huh. from somebody who doesn't give a crap about them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So doing whatever it takes to be the opposite of that is, is what you got to do. Yeah. Awesome, Jordan. Well, we're going to wrap up um, this episode, but if you want to give any last minute things to listeners, little tidbits or anything like that, now is the time. 
Let me think of it. You just threw me on the spot a little bit. A little, yeah, a little, I like to do that. <laughs> a little tidbit. Well, I will say um, the biggest thing, and, and I feel like there's so much that, I, that that can be said, you know, on building a six-figure business, on doing this and doing that. But I think the number one thing that I can definitely recommend is just like being a student, you know. So whether it means like see, like seeking out the information that you want to that you want to have for your business. So whether it means, you know, listen to this kind of, this podcast or searching out other podcasts or, you know, searching out YouTube content or going to in-person workshops, things of that nature. I feel like there's so much that can be said in the wedding industry, but I, I, there's like, again, there's so much content. So the number one thing I would say, the number one tidbit is just like be a student and like seek out the information that's going to help you improve and it's going to help you thrive in your wedding business. Boom, drop the mic. That's it. I'm done. Oh, I love that. Awesome, Jordan. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my conversation with Jordan. I'm going to give you a few key takeaways from this episode. But first, I want to tell you where you can find Jordan if you want to learn more about him and see some of his amazing work. You can find Jordan on Instagram at Jaunty Studios. That is spelled J-E-A-N-T-Y Studios. And I will link that in the show notes for you as well. I'm also going to go ahead and link his website below because after we stopped recording, he told me that he just invested in some new branding for his website, which goes live today. So be sure to go check that out. So some of the key takeaways from Jordan's episode are that you should focus more on the quality of service that you provide for your couples over focusing on making as much money as you can. Focus on providing the best level of service you possibly can with your couples and genuinely forming connections with them as well. Like I said during the interview, nobody likes to feel like they're receiving a cookie cutter product from somebody who just doesn't really care about them. So show that you're emotionally invested in them and their wedding and that's gonna go a long way. And if you keep working on getting better at your craft and building those genuine connections with your couples, and your business is going to go a lot farther than you probably think it ever could. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would leave me a review wherever you're listening. Those reviews go a long way in helping other filmmakers find the podcast, and it's my hope that I can help as many people as possible. And until next time, friends, just keep pushing forward.